That's right, folks. It is time for guess what? Yes, another episode of your favorite Model Railroad podcast, Model Railroad Talk. And yes, this is your host. Say it with me, the Bandit. Uh, today we have a good episode. We are going to be talking. Um, well, let's just do it this way. Are you a scavenger, a recycler, a collector of non-conventional model railroad items? Then this is the episode for you, especially if you're in the building process or you're new to the hobby. Um, and unfortunately, we do not have a review this time. Um, hoping in the next couple episodes, we will have a review. Um, and hopefully in the next couple episodes, we will have couple listener or a listener on each one so uh stick around and we will get this show on the tracks all right folks so before we jump into our episode uh episode content um once again thank you folks for all the listens through uh itunes spotify amazon music uh pandora whatever you're listening to this on thank you thank you thank you um on our side looking at all the technical data um podcast keeps growing and that is good we are happy um like we've said that we didn't, we never expected it to grow like it is, but you know, we're not complaining. So, um, and then also we are still working with Eric who does the one inch scale. We're trying to get, uh, he is a real life railroader. So, um, it's tough getting our schedules lined up, but we will have him hopefully the next episode. I'm really hoping. And Benjamin, um, he was on our last episode, episode 15, um, we're trying to get our schedules lined up to get him back on again. Cause I really like, uh, I really like having you guys on. I mean, that's, um, that's what this is about. This is not only about, uh, you know, me talking about a hobby I love and so many of you love, but, um, you know, this show is not just about me sitting up, you know, in front of a microphone talking normal guy perspective about model railroad stuff. I mean, this is, this is about you guys, you listeners as well. So, um, so thank you for all the, uh, continued thank you for all the, uh, listens and follows. And, and just remember we are on Facebook, um, model railroad talk. Um, we are on TikTok under model railroad talk, and we are starting to, uh, actually, build a little more our youtube channel um which model railroad talk is what you're gonna look for there go figure right so anyways we will move on to our topic which is are you a scavenger a recycler or a collector of non-conventional model railroad items or you could be a mall i guess um some people might be like, uh, what are you talking about? Um, you know, so, and especially some of the new, if you're newer to the hobby, this may open your eyes up some and, and maybe help you when you're say going through your everyday life routine to open your eyes and keeping them back of your mind. Um, 
keep your mind open, I should say. But for those of us that have been modeling for a while, sometimes we need a, I want to say a refresher, but sometimes we need to be reminded, hey, you know, there's more than, you know, uh, traditionally made model railroad items out there that you can use for your model railroad. Um, not, not just for the, you know, say the, you know, when you're building the model railroad, um, but other things too, you know, like wiring and storage and stuff. So, um, I mean, there are a lot of stuff, a lot of things out there that, that, uh, you can use that are good for model railroading. Um, and, and it's all in how you look at the items and think about what you are needing for your railroad or that project you're working with at that time. And where, where this came from, I got, you know, where, I guess where this topic really hit me was I've been thinking about it kind of a little bit. And when we get, uh, Eric on here, he will actually probably be a good one to talk to about since he does the one inch scale. And I can't imagine the one inch scale has, you know, like us HO and scale O scale, you know, our us, uh, smaller scale modelers, you know, I'm sure he doesn't have the catalog of items that we do that we can just simply either go online and order or go to the hobby shop and order, you know? So this is when we're, we're going to bring this up and, uh, to him when we do get him on, um, and find out if, you know, or if this is kind of how he looks at things as well. So, um, you know, so there's a lot of items out there that can be used for this hobby. And to give you an example, um, you know, me being a mechanic, um, you know, we, I'll get a part in whether it's for a truck trailer or whatever. And this isn't all the time, but uh, a lot of, a lot of, depending on what the part is too, but you know, you, they'll send it with to you with, you know, you get, sometimes you get the extra or you get new nuts and bolts or, or gaskets and stuff, which you still, you use you, anytime you replace a part and there's a gasket, you should always replace the gasket and that's in anything. Um, but sometimes, and, and it's not just in the mechanic world. I mean, this happens, you know, with anything with parts, they send you extra parts, spacers, um, with sh uh, shims, wedges, I mean, just different things, you know, um, different bolts as an example, if, if you're, you know, because they try to make them somewhat universal, the parts to some degree, I should say, um, depending on what the part is. Um, so that way they don't have to make like a whole bunch of different items, which are pretty much the same, but just because the mounting is a little different, you know, that kind of thing. So they send these extra parts well in the application say i'm not or i'm putting this part on okay i i pick out the new parts i need to mount it and 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 install it properly but then a lot of times i'll have extra parts spacers um wedges whatever bolts that i'm not using because it didn't it didn't apply to that application so what do i do well at work i you know, I have a couple drawers in my toolbox that are literally just spare parts, spare bolts, you know, spare wire, uh, wiring clips and harnesses and stuff, because I look at it as you never know down the road 
when you're going to need that. And like for us, we run for the trucking company I work for, we run only really two types to make or two models, I should say, of semi tractor or tractors. Um, and then, you know, trailers are generally universal. But um, so it'd be that one time because our shop does do outside work. We just, you know, we just don't work on just our own equipment. We actually work on outside customer equipment too. You know, I may get something in that, you know, isn't in our, like the same model that's in our normal roster that, you know, well, crap, we don't have this part. And my boss say he calls around in that part um, this day and age, it's hard to find parts for anything. And we all, we know that in model railroading, even too, it's sometimes hard to find that one part because it's, there's a shortage or whatever, you know? So that's where I go back to that, those two drawers and it's like, oh, okay, I had this, this one will work, you know? So that's kind of the way that's kind of what got me started into thinking this, you know, for model railroading, you know, um, what really got me going with this project was or with this episode thinking for for this episode i should say was so at work i've been installing um e-logs cameras in the trucks and gps devices on the trailers and each one of those come in these boxes and they're they're actually really nice boxes it's a thin cardboard box but it's a very um structurally structurally uh, sound and strong box, if that makes sense, the, the, the material. And so after I install, you know, the, the GPS or cameras or whatever, um, you know, I'm left with these actually really good, solid, um, stable, strong boxes. And so I've kept a few of them at work. You know, I, I take like, they have like little, I don't know what you call them, spacers or fitters inside that the parts sit in you know so they don't move around and stuff um during shipping and whatnot and uh so i you know i take whatever guts are inside it out so i just have a basic box and i've used it for parts well then i got to thinking i'm like well you know i want to be organized with my parts you know for my model railroad well the size of these boxes are almost perfect for Oh, like, like, uh, I have like my KD couplers in one box. I've got, um, oh, I mean, you name it. I have some that I keep spare tool parts, you know, um, uh, lights, LEDs, resistors, um, and they all have their own separate box. And I just use like the little, you know, address label, white address label things. And I just take a Sharpie right on them, stick it on there. And I can, it's nice from the storage aspect because I can walk over to my shelf and be like, uh, okay, there's what I need, you know? So, and all that, those boxes, we were just throwing them away at work because they didn't need to keep them. They just needed the numbers, you know, serial numbers off of the, the said piece of equipment that I was installing or whatever. And then the rest of it was, you know, throw it away. Well, you know, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I believe in recycling to some degree. I'm not, you know, I don't go overboard, you know, with it, but you know, I hated seeing these really, really good boxes get thrown away. So I asked and got permission to be able to take them home. I mean, they're empty. There's nothing in them really, or nothing at all, actually. So I started bringing them home and yeah, they worked out good. Well, then the next thing 
when I started installing these um, GPS units on the trailers, where we're installing them, we're only using, if I had to guess, two foot, maybe three foot of this cable, then the rest of it's cut off. Well, this cable's like 20 or 25 foot long. It's a three wire and it's got the, uh, what do you call it, the black insulation around all three wires, you know. I call them case wiring. And I got thinking, that's perfect because when I'm putting my signals up, I'm only doing two colors, red and green, and uh, I only need three wire. So here I have, you know, 15 on average, 15 foot of wire, you know, that I, I would be otherwise throwing away when I'm done with it. And it's already, it, it's just, I'm like, you know what? I'm taking that home too. You know, otherwise we'd just be throwing it away. So that's where all this kind of started coming from. You know, um, I understand that not everybody has access to stuff like that. I mean, especially, you know, if you're working in an office, you know, and you don't, and, and no way, shape or form am I cutting down. You you know, if you're sitting at a desk day in and day out, but I get you, you don't probably have the access to stuff like that, that somebody in my field would, or, you know, would have, but that doesn't mean that if you're out for a walk or, or you say you're like I said, you know, cleaning out the garage or you go over to a friend's house and he's cleaning out his garage or, you know, even going to the dollar store, you can find stuff. And, you know, like, like what could be used as an example? Um, another thing I'm using is I'm collecting turnings because y'all know I'm doing a, um, well, I'm, unless this is your first episode you're listening to, uh, I, I'm sure y'all know that I'm doing a scrap facility um, scrap processing facility on my layout. So I'm going to need lots and lots and lots of pieces of metal to do scrap. Now, mind you, my whole, my piles of scrap are not going to be all like metal. You know, I'm, I'm looking for scrap metal to basically, um, sprinkle on the surface is what I'm doing. But you know, I'm looking for the real thing, you know, whether it's aluminum or steel, you know, I'm doing different piles for my scrap facility. And so like when I'm at work, I have, I have a drill press on my, one of my toolboxes. So anytime I'm drilling steel or aluminum or even stainless, well, stainless steel, you generally don't get, I mean, you do get chunks, but they're, they're hard to, it's hard to explain. You don't, you don't really get pieces that you can pick up, but I will, if they're not too oily or whatever, I will actually sweep them up into a baggie and I bring them home. Like right now I've got three or four like Ziploc baggies, you know, not hundred percent full, but of turnings and, 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 and chips and stuff like that, that are steel or aluminum and a, you know, it's free. You know, I have to keep my work area clean anyways, and it would just get thrown into the trash. So why not? You know? And, and I've had people say, well, why are you taking that home? Well, you know, I've got rail cars that I'm going to have to build scrap loads for, um, which this stuff would be perfect, um, for like, say inbound, you know, you can, you don't have to process it all. Um, and, and, you know, and then using it for around my, um, piles of scrap that are going to be in my scrap yard. 
and then my outbound loads. So, you know, that's another example. You know, if, if you're say you've, you're say your, your, your other hobby is, you know, um, working with metal or even, you know, wood, you know, if depending on what's on your railroad, if you're a woodworker and you're drilling or doing, you know, you, you can use the stuff. We'll just say the scrap stuff that comes off whatever you're working on. Um, you know, that's, you know, that's, what's great about this hobby is there's really, I mean, there are some people out there that will say, no, you've got to, you know, if, if you're going to do this, then you, you know, you shouldn't be using the metal pieces on your railroad. Cause if a piece gets in and it shorts out, it could short out your locomotives and this and that. I understand they are absolutely right. Going back to say, you know, for my scrap mill, but I also am not, it's not like I'm going to be building my scrap loads for my cars on the railroad. I mean, the way I'm going to be doing it is, well, I mean, I'll tell you, I'm actually going to take um, saran wrap. I'm going to set it in, um, in my car, and then I'm going to take cardboard, cut it out till I get it, the cardboard layered as thick as I want. And then I'll probably either use a piece of foam or maybe some, um, oh, what do you, spackling, you know, um, to do my base, paint it. And then I will layer it with glue and sprinkle on the steel, my steel fines and turnings or whatever, you know, depending on if it's an inbound or outbound load, right? And then I will let it dry. And then before it even touches my railroad, yes, it's going to get, first of all, it's going to get um, turned upside down and make sure that pieces aren't falling off, but it's also going to get weathered as well. So it's going to be, when it's on the railroad, the loads are going to be in a car secured, you know, and they're going to have been handled several times. So any pieces that could have fallen off would have, um, and let's face it, you know, uh, when you're doing wiring under the table, um, under your bench work, you know, there's always a chance that a little chunk of wire could be stuck to your arm and you come up and it falls off and it could get into a locomotive. I mean, there's, there's always what ifs folks. So don't be afraid to try new things. You know what I mean? That's where I'm getting at. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, even dirt and dust and sand, many modelers have been doing that, you know, making, going and taking dirt like regular dirt. Um, and you know, they do their process of spreading it out and saying like an old cookie sheet, put it into the uh, oven. I don't know. You'd have to look, but you know, say 400 degrees for like an hour or, or whatever, you know, to a dry it out, but kill any, any parasites or anything that may be in there. And then you can use it. Um, good example there is when they got, when we had first moved into the brand new expansion at work of the shop. Um, I want to say it was like the first or second day um, after sweeping, I had a fairly good pile of and it was just this really, really fine dirt. And it was like a light tan color. And I swept it up into a pile. And, and that's all it was because the, our floors at work are like really smooth. They like did that real, like it's almost shiny finish. So, and, you know, after pulling a couple trailers and trucks and stuff in, um, in my section and doing work, I, you know, swept it up. And that's all it was. I kind of run my fingers through it. There was, it literally was just, dirt so i swept it up 
and put it in this baggie. Well, I got home and I started messing around with it and it's actually going to, I'm going to use it as like, say you would a weathering chalk, you know, kind of, you know, like a weathering chalk, I should say, you know, when I'm going to, when I go to weather my cars, I'm going to use this and put it on there and rub it in. And then, you know, so that's another aspect you can use or you need, you can think about is not only are you, you thinking about what can I do for my railroad, um, you know, when I'm walking around or I'm at the dollar store or, or any store for that matter, or I'm at work and, you know, can, could I use this or could I use that? You know, um, it, you have to keep an open mind with this hobby. Um, not, not, you don't have to keep an open mind with everything you do. I mean, let's face it, it's your railroad. And if you're going to be a stickler on, about your railroad and say like the time, um, and you know, the equipment you run, you know, that's fine. I'm not trying to alter that. I'm, I guess what I'm trying to get across here is folks, you don't have to spend a lot of money to be able to do fine details. If you have access to stuff that would work, use it. You know, I guess that's where I'm getting at is, you know, I mean, I've got plenty of wire now for my signals and, and even the wire that it's, it's a small enough gauge. It's like a 20 gauge or 22 gauge. I can, um, I can use that as feeder wires dropping down to my main bus wire when I start doing more track, you know, granted it's, it's, um, uh, not, not single strand. It's, it's stranded, I should say. And I'm going to have to tin the ends, but you know, do I want to really go out and spend, you know, 20 bucks or something or so on a roll of say, um, thermostat wire when I've got plenty of wire here that will do what I need to do. It just takes a little bit extra, you know, and that's, what's great about this hobby is you can be to the book as, as much as you want to be to the book on how to build a model railroad. Or you can be the complete opposite, you know, hey, I want to build this from, you know, as much as you can from, I don't want to say scraps, but, you know, for, for argument's sake, scraps, you know, um, you know, go around and, I mean, I've, I've heard of people building a railroad um, from used pallets, or at least the bench work, I should say, used pallets, you know, go, they go through, tear the pallets apart and take the pieces that are good and get rid of the pieces that aren't and you know as long as you support everything and put you know stabilizer pieces in in certain places why not um you know i it, it, there's so much to do in model railroading to get to that end point of a finished railroad um and so much expense even if you're, I mean, and I don't want to, I don't want to scare anybody here by, you know, if you're get, just getting in the hobby and say you're, you know, you're just building, you know, uh, either, you know, if it's HO scale, you know, a four by eight sheet of uh, plywood with the loop or whatever, you know, I don't want to scare you, but cause that's not what this meant, but it, it still is, this isn't a cheap hobby, but on the flip side of it, it can, it can be really expensive. So, you know, it, from the start to finish, 
you know, it's, it, let's face it, it, it is a little expensive to get to that finish point or what you, one could potentially call the finish point of, okay, you've got your scenery up, um, you got trains running, now you can, you know, operate however you want. Um, but why not try to help that? I guess is what I'm getting at of, you know, instead of going and buying dirt, pre-made dirt, and you have access to the color of dirt, whether you're going to use it for actually putting for ground cover or if you're going to use it for weathering, what have you. If you have access to that, I guess, and and you're good with, you know, making sure that, you know, A, you know, it either putting in the microwave to kill anything that, you know, bugs or whatever it could be in it um, or drying it out. If you're good with the process, why not? try to save a little money in, in other aspects that you can. So you can put it towards say the end result, which, you know, that could be finishing the scenery. That could be that, that one key locomotive you want for this railroad, but you know, it's, it's a thousand bucks or whatever, you know, I guess that's where this is coming from and more for newer people to the hobby is the hobby doesn't have to be that expensive it it can be as expensive as you want to make it but it can also be um as not as expensive as you want to make it if that makes any sense um it's just how how much can you keep your eyes open and mind open mainly in your mind when you know going through everyday life and keep your mind open for this, this could work for my railroad. This could work for a car load. This could work for storage. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, going back to like the boxes, I said, you know, um, in the beginning of this, if you look at storage, part storage, stuff like that, some, I mean, yeah, you can get inexpensive ones, but the inexpensive ones, you know, let's face it, you know, that sometimes you get what you pay for. And, um, So, you know, I mean, why spend a whole bunch of extra money if, if you were in a situation like I am to have access to these boxes, why not take advantage of that rather than, um, you know, spending money and then being unhappy because it won't hold like you want or whatever, you know, um, the other thing that I have done and I'm planning on doing is using those little address labels that I said, you know, I'm doing for my labels on my storage boxes. Um, you can use those by printing on those signs for your railroad, you know, um, even if it's just temporary. Okay. Well, I don't know if I'm going to have the sign here or I'm going to put, I need to put a railroad crossing sign up here and here, but I want to wait because I want to order crossing gates, you know, and, but say the crossing gates are out of your uh, budget right now and you're saving for it. Why not make your own, um, on a sticker and put it on a toothpick and put it in, you know, that kind of thing, you know, even if it's just temporary, you always have to be thinking, um, of ways that you can use non-conventional model railroad stuff to help accentuate, create, um, your model railroad, you know, and let's face it, it's easier to picture something when you've got something physically there 
than it is to, okay, well, I know this and, you know, taking measurements, um, you know, that kind of thing. So that's where all this came from. So, yeah, you know, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you guys, do any of you do anything non-conventional model railroad stuff, you know, like, you know, using boxes for storage, certain boxes or, or, I mean, I do know a lot of people have used dirt and stuff like that for weathering and scenery and stuff. But is there something that you really, you feel that you do that's a little different that you want to share? Reach out to us, modelrailroadtalk at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website. You can fill out a form there. Um, that's www.modelrailroadtalk.com. Um, you can reach out to us through any of these um, platforms. Um, also, you can go to our TikTok page, which is Model Railroad Talk, and our YouTube page. I would uh, encourage you to go to our YouTube page. We're trying to, once we get 50 um, subscribers on there, um, or followers, I guess, rather, um, once we hit that mark, I'll actually be able to go live on YouTube. Um, and then I'm, I'm trying to hit that thousand mark for TikTok to where I could go live on TikTok as well. And I'm actually in the process of getting, uh, it's a little bit older camera video or it's a handheld camera. Uh, I'm in the process of getting that. I had to buy a new internal battery for it, which I'm waiting on. Um, but I, I'm trying to get things set up ahead of time. So once I hit those marks, we can start doing more live stuff for you guys. So, um, also, uh, you can reach out to us. Um, at our podcast phone number, 563-293-6530. Once again, that's 563-293-6530. Whether we answer or not, uh, more than likely we're not going to answer just because, um, you know, I know a lot of people feel more comfortable just calling and leaving a message which is fine. Um, if you would like to have us give you a call back, send us either leave us a voicemail and tell us that, or you can actually text, send a text message to that number as well. Um, we will check that number throughout the day. Um, it's not like we have that phone in our, or that phone number in our hand all the time, but we will check that number day in and day out. So anyways, that was a good discussion on some stuff. So when we get back, um, we are going to talk about other things. Yeah, that's what we usually do after break, right? So stick around and we will be back shortly. Join the model railroad revolution. Go on over to patreon.com forward slash model railroad talk and become a premium supporter by becoming a premium supporter you get added benefits such as an exclusive private facebook group live videos while we record access to the latest episode before anyone else and more your support helps us continue to grow and support the model railroad revolution go on over to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash Model Railroad Talk to become a premium member today. We are back. That's right. So, 
in this second half, we have a listener email that uh, we just actually got today. And we're going to discuss model railroading in the way of it doesn't seem like people are talking about it as much as they used to. Um, so we'll start with the email. We got an email from Joe. Um, and Joe has, thank you for the email, by the way, Joe, um, Joe G. Um, he goes to the talk about, uh, he appreciates the podcast. So thank you for your kind words and that. Um, but he is beginning, he's built several layouts in the past, um, but he's beginning a new project in, uh, shed that is being if i'm understanding the understanding them correctly that the shed is built for the model railroad um in his backyard and he is in a a is an apple scale gauge and yeah joe um like he says in there in his email that that is unusual yes it is i would be interested in getting more information on that i have actually looked up a scale or a gauge and i can't seem to find anything on it so joe if you're listening to this um and i will be replying back to you because i just literally got this email this morning um so i will be replying back to him but um i would like more information on that and possibly if you're up for it to have you on an episode and you can discuss the a scale slash gauge that you do so thank you for that and like we said before um on the first half that we are working on getting both joe and eric on here um looking at getting we're working on trying to it's scheduling basically folks unfortunately um joe is he's basically only available on the weekends and Eric is being a real life railroader. Um, he's, it sounds like he's pretty much on call. So it's, it's kind of one of those things where uh, we have to, him and I, my schedule and his schedule has to hook up just right. So, um, but anyways, thank you, Joe, uh, for the email. And we will be replying back to you got to you here soon. Um, but anyways, we'll go on to, uh, what I was talking about was, <clears throat> this hobby it, and, and where this kind of stems from is a couple different things. So this last weekend, or I should say this last week, last week was our local fair. Um, it's the Mississippi Valley fair. If any of you know that, um, and the girlfriend, the company she works for had a booth up there. And so the girlfriend had to work the booth so it's basically Saturday and Sunday, the last two days of the fair. And traditionally I have always, you know, been with her on the days that she works up there. Well, on the weekends, I should say when I'm off work, but, um, and you know, this year was no different. And, but one day I, I kind of was doing an experiment. Um, so 
um, I was, I talked about this, I want to say it was episode five, um, about trains.com and their, um, you know, I did a review on trains.com basically doing their subscription thing or, 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 uh, not subscription. Well, it is a subscription, but, uh, doing their premium service. And with that, I got a trains.com t-shirt that was part of it by paying for the year up advance, um, rather than doing the monthly. So I, you know, I, I was up there Saturday. I went up Saturday cause I had to work Saturday morning. <clears throat> so I went up Saturday after work and you know, which it was fine, whatever. But then I, so Sunday morning we get up and we're getting ready to go up there. And I'm like, you know, after I took a shower, I'm like, what, what do I want to wear? Cause I don't want to wear anything that, you know, is going to be bad. Cause I don't want to miss, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I want to be presentable for her and her company, you know, cause I, you know, I do help out cause they usually pass out, you know, like koozies and frisbees and stuff. So I try to help out a little bit, you know? And so I'm like, you know what, what can I wear that, you know, will not be offensive or anything like that, you know, but yet, uh, maybe draw attention to, you know, Hey, to help bring to their booth. Well, then it dawned on me. Okay. Hey, I got my trains.com unlimited t-shirt. And if, if some of you haven't seen it or don't have it or whatever, um, it's actually, it's a really nice shirt. It's a, it's like a medium gray shirt. And I mean, it's not, the, the printing's not fancy. It's, it's got their logo with, um, the circle with the locomotive in it and just says, trains.com unlimited, you know, small on the left chest and then bigger on, excuse me, bigger on the back. So I'm like, you know what? I I got my wheels turning, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wear that. I want to see if anybody happens to, what do you want to say? Make a comment, mention something about trains. Oh, you're in the trains, blah, blah, blah. Because I've had that in the past, you know, uh, years ago when I was in it, you know, I had trained t-shirts and stuff, which, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you know, I'm not, I still don't have those t-shirts cause they're pretty well, they're, they're long gone. But even if I did, they probably would have been worn out by now, um, with holes. So yeah, I wouldn't have wore those anyways, but you know, it used to be where, um, you know, once in a while I would be wearing my, a model or not a model train, but a train shirt. And, you know, you would get somebody, you know, walk by and kind of give you that look like, yeah, they know what you're, you know, they, they get it, you know, or, you know, somebody, Hey, you in the trains, you know, or you, you know, and then that led into, you know, well, I'm a modeler, you know, and then you have, you know, obviously they're the rail enthusiasts out there that they, they go and um, basically watch the real ones, which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, that I've, I've said, said that in several episodes ago that we can learn from, um, the real railroads, you know, I mean, that's what we're technically modeling, whether you're freelance or prototype modeling, you know, look to the real railroads, but get back on track. There is you used to have more people that would, I want to say go out of their way, but make an effort if they seen somebody wearing a train shirt. Okay. So I, with all the people that I had interaction with, I not once had 
anybody make a comment about trains. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not cutting any of those people down. Um, I mean, you know, let's face it, you know, um, you know, today, I, I think a lot of it today is people are more into technology, you know, into their phones, stuff like that, than they are doing traditional stuff. Um, I've seen it in groups that I'm in where, um, you know, I see here's a majority of the people putting videos and pictures up of their actual model railroad. Um, doesn't matter what scale, gauge, whatever. Um, but I also see people putting up <clears throat> pictures, videos from what I can assume is train simulator, one of the train simulators, which I'm not cutting anybody down that plays train simulator and and they get into it you know to where you know i've I've seen it i'm sure you have too on social media different social media platforms you know people do um the trucking ones or they do the train ones where they've got like several screens up and they actually have like you know like a interior of a semi of a tractor semi tractor you know there and they're playing the game you know and i've seen that for for railroading too and no way am I cutting that down. I mean, actually, I think it's really, really cool. The technology there that you can do or that that's out there to make it be almost like the real thing. But it's just, it's kind of one of those things where it's, it's sad that this once fairly well-known um, hobby has kind of turned into um, what used to be, uh, uh, what used to be kind of hobby, um, at least in the general public, you know what I mean? Um, those of us that are into it, we know it's not that we know what it's about. Um, but that's, I guess what I'm getting at here is we need to, all of us model railroaders, whether you're an armchair model railroader, you're a beginner, you're an intermediate, you're you know, or you're an advanced or you're an old timer that has all your NMRA certifications and, and you're a master model railroader. We need to work together. And I guess I'm, what I'm going to do is call it a model railroad revolution. We need to create a model railroad revolution. We need to get the word out about model railroading more and try to get more people interested in it. Um, unfortunately, yes, with society today, um, the younger group of children, kids, whatever, adults, <clears throat> unfortunately, with social media and the advancement in uh, technology, um, that doesn't help us. So we're up we're up against, uh, we're, we're, we're climbing the hill on this one. We're climbing a mountain, but I think, I guess it's one of them things where I am going to try from this point forward and nothing too crazy. <clears throat> and I would encourage you all to try this as well, but let's just say once a week, you know, it doesn't matter when, if it's easier, if you have better, um, it's easier for you, whatever on the weekend or during the week, whatever. But try to talk to somebody 
about model railroading, even if it's just a simple, you know, hey, you in the trains by chance, you know, and they know or yeah, or <clears throat> I'll give you a good example. Um, <clears throat> my buddy Dave, he's a he truck he drives truck, um, and he uh, you know he he's told me several times. Him and I have had several conversations. You know, when he was a kid, he had you know, an O scale layout or, you know, he remembers and so on and so forth. And, and he, but, you know, and, and I understand, I mean, a lot of people are like this. Um, he just doesn't have the time right now. He would love to have, you know, to be able to do something like that because he enjoys it. He enjoys seeing trains and model trains and stuff, but he just doesn't have the time because a with his job, which I understand, because actually he works for the same company I do. He drives for the same company that I I'm a mechanic or, but, um, he, you know, he doesn't have the time, you know, between that, his, you know, his, his family and he goes and visits his kids, you know, and stuff like that. Let's face it. Sometimes you don't, but it's still getting the word out there. And the way I look at it is if you talk to somebody about it and I know my buddy, Dave, um, and, and I know if, if somebody were to come up, uh, he were to hear somebody talking about model trains or whatever, or even regular trains, he would, you know, if he had the opportunity in the conversation, he would be like, Hey, I have a buddy that does model trains and this and that, you know, let's all try to do that. Try to talk to somebody once a week about trains, even if it's the same person, um, or it's somebody different. Let's get the the word out about model railroading a little more. Let's see if we can build a model railroad revolution and get people talking about the hobby more. Let's get people more interactive in the hobby rather than just through social media and whatnot. Um, if you have a finished layout and you know, and let's say you've never shown it. Let's say you're the only one that's ever operated or you and maybe kids or, or grandkids or whatever. Why not maybe invite somebody? I mean, obviously don't, you know, the first time you meet them, you don't want to be like, Hey, come over to my house, you know, but if you, if you meet somebody and they're interested in trains and they want to get into the hobby, but you know, well, I don't, you know, they him haw money or time or space and you talk to them for a while, why not invite them over once? And let them see what you have created. It doesn't matter how big or small of a railroad you have. You could have a small uh, shelf, basically switching shelf layout, like um, some of our one of our listeners has, or you could have a huge, you know, basement or even an outbuildings worth of railroad. Why not invite somebody over just to show them, and and try to spark that. Um, spark that interest, bring the little kid back into them. You know what I mean? Cause let's face it. If, if most of us that are listening to this podcast right now, we, as a child, at some point, I, sh I shouldn't say as a child, but at some point in our life had a model train set, you know, we started somewhere and a majority of us, our stories are going to be identical for Christmas or a birthday. Um, it was that, train train set that came with at least one locomotive and what four or five cars and a caboose a circle a track and a power pack you know that's and it doesn't matter what scale you know h-o-n-o -O, um you know we all started somewhere and whether we stayed with it from that point forward or 
like some of us and like me as a prime example, off and on, I came back to the hobby and I'm back into it again. Um, you know, if you're talking to somebody about it, they're, they obviously had that experience at some point in their life. And, you know, and, and you can always tell by somebody, if you see the sparkle in their eye, like I've talked to a, a few people and tell them I'm building one and you can just kind of see it in their eye. Like, Oh, that's, you know, I wish I was doing that. That's really cool. You know, you just, it's almost like you see the little kid pop up in their face, you know? So, but yeah, let's, you know, if, if you as a listener are a model railroader, I know there's some listeners that are not, which is fine. Um, but if you're listening to this podcast and you're not, you don't consider yourself a model railroader, um, you, you're in the, you're at the beginning of it. You're listening about model railroading. So, um, but let's, let's, let's try to start this model railroad revolution. Let's get the word out about it and see if we can't build this more. And a lot of this, so this came up, I've been recently going back, watching Alan Keller videos. Um, I like going through them just once in a while, just listening or watching and even sometimes just listening to the conversation that he has with that layout builder that, you know, he's doing the video on. And, uh, um, and I've, uh, the last, I don't know what it is, but it's like, I've been picking and I've been bouncing around on the ones I've been uh, watching and listening to, but it seems like I've been picking the ones that I want to say out of like the last five, three of them that I've listened to out of the last five were like the, the model builder, even though these were, I want to say probably 15, 20 years ago, roughly. Um, the, the layout builder made some sort of comment along the lines of model railroading isn't talked about as much, or people are, are, are not in the hobby as much, or they're getting out of the hobby or, or made a comment of, you don't see the hobby shops like you used to. So that's kind of what sparked this was this, you know, this part of the conversation, this part of the podcast is what can we do as existing current existing model railroaders to i don't think this hobby will ever completely die out to where you know the manufacturers are going to be you know uh stuck you know or you know they're gonna have to shut down because nobody's buying i don't think that'll ever happen but why not let's why don't why don't we just try to get you know, even if it's, you know, I, I honestly can't say how many exactly listeners we have. It's nearly impossible. Um, I, yeah, I can go by the analytics that I get through Spotify, but that doesn't show, you know, Apple iTunes. Um, and it doesn't show, uh, stats for Amazon and stuff like that, you know, but you know, I think of uh, all of us as listeners start working on this model railroad revolution we could actually, you know, just a little bit at a time, just like working on your railroad. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it takes longer to build a railroad, whether it's money, time. Um, sometimes it takes a little longer, but if you keep plugging away, eventually your railroad gets done, right? Um, so why don't we try that? Uh, I know I am. Um, I encourage you to do it. Try to talk to one person a week or even every, every two weeks um, about railroading, model railroading. And 
see if we can't get this the world's greatest hobby um i guess back on the map as or make it bigger on the map you know what i mean so anyways um yeah so i want to say thank you for listening to me again um this episode yeah it's slightly shorter um i uh uh unfortunately i some <clears throat> with me being busy with work last week and i i got stuff going on at work um that is actually i uh got asked to actually help with uh new driver orientation on mondays a little bit so i've i've got that on my mind and and then you know with work all throughout the week and then i've been like i said i've been trying to work with eric and and um a couple other listeners to try to get uh get them on the podcast uh, and then of course the fair this last weekend is that's why this episode for you patreon members um that's why this is coming out today um when it does rather than earlier than it normally is um it's just you know let's face it summertime gets busy um i think a lot of people are in that same boat um so i want to thank you for listening but tell us what you think um you can either if you're on spotify at the bottom of the episode uh information um we will have um we have a q a and um all that that you can respond to um you can email us model talk at gmail.com you can go to our website www.modelrailroadtalk.com and there is a form you can fill out there um we don't sell your information we won't spam you we do a once every couple months a month or two roughly i'm trying i want to get more consistent with it but we do a newsletter once in a great while so if you send us um an email it does go in and then we the the, basically the newsletter just it just kind of gives we talk about the podcast we don't and we don't blow up your email with it you know um um you can reach out to us through our phone number that we have now 563-293-6530 that's 563-293-6530 there again we will not um spam your your phone back we're not going to we're not going to, if you send us a text message, we'll respond. And, um, but that's it. We, we're not going to sit there and send you a text message a day or anything like that. Um, if you can call it, leave a voicemail, um, without, uh, we will not use your voice or your message without your permission. So if you call and do leave a message and, and, um, you are going to allow us to use it then you know just you know please let us know just so we know we want to protect you guys your privacy and whatnot so um so yeah we got that check us out on tiktok um go there and uh follow us on tiktok if we can get a thousand once we hit a thousand we can start uh doing lives on there so right now we're sitting at about 740 745 something like that so we're getting there and then we are also on youtube um model railroad talk we are sitting i don't remember how many subscriber followers whatever you want to call it on there but we need to hit 50 to be able to go live on there if you're enjoying the podcast and you would like to help out 
Um, um, we encourage you to go to patreon.com forward slash model railroad talk. So that's P A T R E O N.com forward slash model railroad talk. There you can become, um, uh, an active paying supporter. And for, with that, you get some benefits, um, that our regular listeners don't get, um, like getting these recordings. Once we get back on schedule, you get these, uh, but even so us recording this when we're recording it, when I'm done with it, it will go up onto the Patreon site. Uh, so you won't have to wait until Saturday at midnight or 12 AM, I guess is the best way to put it to listen to this. So, um, we've got a lot coming up now. Um, and our, and some future episodes, like I said, we've got Eric, that's going to be on, um, we got Benjamin that's going to be come back on once we can get our schedules. Um, we actually, uh, we're getting stickers made up. So not only if you go on to Patreon, if you do become a paying supporter on Patreon, if you do the $5 level, you get one through them and that Patreon automatically sends it out to you. But we have, we're getting stickers made up. Um, we're hoping to get, um, we're planning on down the road, hopefully by the end of the year, um, getting shirts made of model railroad talk t-shirts. So, but we do have, um, depending on when we get it and when we can record and that stuff, we will have a product review coming up. The fine folks at Evan designs, um, they, um, we've been in contact with them. And they're sending us some stuff to be able to do a review. So we are excited to be working with them on that. Um, so keep your uh, eyes out for that. That'll probably be more than likely. We're, we're sitting at episode six, or I'm sorry, 17 right now. Um, that'll more than likely be episode 19 or 20 by the time we are able to get the stuff in and get be able to actually give it a good test run and and all that stuff and to be able to write our notes down and whatnot so but look be looking for that um we're excited like i said we're excited to be working with them on that um so yeah reach out to us thank you for listening um reach out to us we'd love to hear your thoughts we've been getting more and more emails and you folks find folks reaching out and we love it um so on that note, we are going to, uh, I guess, going to call this episode good. Um, you folks be safe and remember, keep your eyes open when you're um, going through every day for little things that you can use on your railroad. Um, you'd be surprised when you start thinking in that aspect, all the stuff that you get to see. So, all right, folks, you take it easy and we'll talk to you on the next episode.